You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are recapping an incredible Liga MX final, a MLS Cup final, and we have some more illustrious gifts to unbox. That's right. Plus, we talked to Christy Mewis of not just of the Challenge Cup winning Houston Dash, but also of the women's national team scoring in the 70th minute against the Netherlands. Absolutely incredible. We talked to her a lot about a lot. You got to check it out. That and more today on the Cooligans! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, and you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, The Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! Let's go! Let's go. There's so much. Uh, and what's that? What other soccer show starts off by yelling at you? Okay? The sun. All right. <laughs> Just like we were raised. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get up. Go to school. So All right. <laughs> what's wrong with you? It's Saturday. I said go to school. <laughs> Find a school that is open and go to it. <laughs> But there is Hello, a everybody. Bit Welcome of to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we got you for stand up comedians that host the funniest soccer uh, show that exists that's on right. Fubo TV. I and on any other TV. I <laughs> doesn't matter the channel on your phone, on your tablet. It doesn't matter. We are the funniest and also the gulliest. And I can't get a picture out of my head of a young child on a Saturday just knocking on the doors of an electrician school, being like, "Look, <laughs> my mom said I got to." <laughs> okay, look, I can't go back back there without at least some sort of textbook. All right? Could you like give me a note or some sort? <laughs> Show me what a transistor is. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to get hurt. <laughs> uh, no, we're excited about today because we have an amazing, amazing show. We're going to be joined a little later on by Christy Mewis uh, of the Houston Dash and the U.S. Women's National Team. Obviously, obviously, she just scored uh, an amazing goal against the Netherlands in a, in a oh, World Cup. His final champs. rematch. <laughs> all we got is champs on this show. Okay, look, where are our rings? All right, all we right. need them. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, a, a hot, hot show uh, coming forward. Uh, a lot to discuss uh, in, in NWSL. Uh, but let's let's start uh, uh, today with uh, the the you know let's recap a little bit. The, the Liga MX final uh, just happened between uh, Leon. Uh, y Pumas. That's and, right. The uh, second leg, obviously. Well, both. We could talk about both legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Look, as many legs as there were, we can, <laughs> right. we're happy to We're not discuss. exclusive to one or the other. <laughs> okay. Was it an, uh, an Octo uh, tournament where there's eight <laughs> legs? Uh, because we were happy to discuss it. You know, you know, it's funny. They said uh, one of the players uh, kicked the ball so hard he knocked over a tripod. And the announcer in Spanish goes, uh, he knocked over the tres pie. And I was like, you know what? Never heard that before. Tres pie? I've never, I've never heard it that way. I guess that's what it's called in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. So we're talking <laughs> about legs here. Turns out there could be three. Okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was an exciting match, and we've talked about this before. There's something so exciting about watching uh, Liga Mackies because it is absolute controlled pandemonium throughout the entire match. <laughs> yeah, and there, there was a lot of that. Obviously, uh, Leon uh, wins the, the title. Uh, the first leg was 1-1, and then the second was was 2-0. They were, uh, they just, 
it was just dominant, right? I mean, yeah. like, or at least Pumas just couldn't find their uh, any kind of uh, rhythm or or form. Uh, it the was first a, it, leg was much more back and forth, and it seemed like Pumas had a bit of momentum in that first leg until they gave up that last-minute goal uh, yeah. towards the end of the game. So when something like that happens, you just assume Pumas is still going to be able to get back in that rhythm. And they just, from that goal, they were never able to find it the entire second leg. They just didn't look like they had any, any possession or any controlled possession throughout yeah. the entire match. And that's the thing. I, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, look, we're, we're definitely not Liga MX experts. We watch games here and there. What? But the- You're not, Christian? I am. <laughs> I know everything about the league. Now, it's- what are the team names again? <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting because it is like getting to learn a, a new league uh, about a new league is uh, sometimes feels a little bit daunting. And Liga MX fans feel this way about MLS yeah. or, or, or Premier League. It, it, it could, it can feel like a lot, but there was MLS some- being the hardest one to kind of get an understanding of because the rules, the rules. Yeah. yeah. But then when it comes to, when it comes to Liga MX, you watch it and then it's, it's the lack of rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the, the refs were trained in a different, in some, at the center of the earth. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Who was it's, it? Somebody posted like, you ain't dead though. Right. I think yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that seems to be. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I saw this, I forgot who originally tweeted, but uh, Amelia uh, Lopez, who was on, on, uh, on our show, mm-hmm. she she had uh, retweeted somebody who said Liga Max is just professional Sunday league, yep. which is like it seems harsh and seems mean, but that it does feel a little bit erratic and a little bit crazy, and and that's the thing. Uh, uh, Leon had the it, it, it were like it, it did feel a little bit erratic, but in the times that they needed to have that composure, they had it, and Pumas did not. Right, it seemed like what both teams were suffering from was a little bit of. You know, the inability to close the close the match out, to to strike when they were in front of goal. Both clubs had opportunities. Leon with more. Leon were just the ones who found the back of the net. That was yeah. the literal difference between these two clubs. <laughs> so, uh, but incredibly entertaining. We were on Twitch doing a watch along, and that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but but yeah, let's also discuss the MLS Cup final, because I think this one... Uh, as far as a, a you know, uh, unpredictability uh, and, and the, probably a little bit more exciting, if, you know, for and, and that may, and that's totally subjective. But the MLS Cup final, you know, we had uh, Derek Etienne on uh, to discuss it, but w- a, a pretty incredible game uh, overall. I mean, the, the, the fact that Columbus crew were able to do what they did uh, and win uh, 3-0 against the Sounders, it, it also makes me think that the the Eastern Conference, because of, of COVID and, and and when the season restarted and the schedule came out, we we didn't see any games between Western Conference and Eastern Conference team. They did they, they never played each other. Right. And I I think that is what made the Sounders just this is why they were so uh, they were dominated because okay. they didn't I have they, a different I have a different idea. I think it's that when the Sounders played this match, they stunk. Now, <laughs> okay, I know what you're thinking. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, you want me to break it down? I, I can. I honestly think a different Sounders showed up than what we saw in some of the other matches because I think the teams they were playing against are just as strong, if not stronger, than Columbus. And they bodied them all. Postseason Seattle didn't show up. To the main postseason match. <laughs> this, is the, this is the big, the big kahuna. They <laughs> yeah. didn't show this is the one. You're built to this. <laughs> no, I, look, in my opinion, I think the Eastern Conference, and, and that game I think showed it, the Eastern Conference was so much better than the Western Conference uh, this year. Obviously, the Supporter Shield winner came out of the Eastern Conference. It was a weird Hard to season. argue, too, because Columbus is missing two of their most important players. Yeah. 
Yeah, even like a, a weakened Columbus crew uh, sitting in the Eastern Conference had uh, was a stronger team than than a you know a full strength uh, Western Conference Seattle Sounders. Uh, you know, but again, congrats to the Columbus crew supporters, uh, Seattle. You, you, how many times you're gonna win? You know, yeah, you it's, it's, I Seattle, <laughs> relax. <laughs> it's difficult to show to, to feel that bad because uh, we were just there yeah. uh, last year at CenturyLink. Seattle's was, like, we can't have a parade. I don't even want to win it this year, bro. <laughs> we're done. Uh, but but no, uh, yeah. Again, congrats uh, to to Columbus Crew c- and congrats to Leon as well for their titles. My favorite time is opening gifts, right? <laughs> and we've got we've got a couple things sent to us, and one of them, and I'm not gonna lie to you, it's freaking me out. <laughs> what the hell's in here? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely this one's a little bit more audible than usual. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is from Austin FC. So that's see Columbus. We we celebrated your victory. Now let us do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Let's open this. Oh, this is so dope. Look at this. It's their logo inside the box. It's grow the the growing season is beginning. Austin FC's inaugural season starts uh, spring of 21. We invite you to be part of this movement and and grow and grow the legend of Austin. Look at this. This is so... Wait a minute. Where's my card? It's acorns. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, look at this. If, it's, it's a box of acorns. It's a box of acorns. Are these... <laughs> Are these real? Like, and they're like, dipped? yeah, they are. And you know why I know that? Because one of them doesn't have the top on it. The top came off. Look, they were spray painted. Yeah, Can this you is see badass. That? Well, thank you. And yeah, and obviously there's a cap in here. Thank you, Austin FC, for the illustrious gift. I mean, and then shout out Austin FC already making some big signings. Uh, if you haven't seen Nick Lima was traded there from San Jose Earthquakes. Ben That's right. Sweat. Uh, went uh, over Ben there. Sweat only plays for uh, expansion teams, so he <laughs> had to move. It's uh, just, Inter- by the way, hold on. It's also a Mitchell and Ness. Oh, shirt. I didn't even realize the got- quality is there. Go, uh, Austin. And uh, yeah, Cascante also. They, so they're, they're doing their thing uh, out there. Um, the other, we also had another gift sent to us. Yeah, another that's lesson. right. This is out of this uh, one doesn't not as audible. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of Portland. Um, and thank you. This is from Aaron Duran, who's a, a big uh, Timbers fan, Portland, Portland zone. And we got a PDX FC. Shouts to PDX. Scar, which we we did. We did. Uh, we helped support as well. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to bring it up. And I was like, wait a minute, did we not? <laughs> so thank you. I also got this cool kit from Clabu, which I don't know if you know this. This is the first, it's supposed to help um, in Africa. It's a team that has no actual home. So away is home is their slogan. And I haven't looked at it, but look at the patch is so dope. Look at how beautiful this kit is. Look at this. I mean, just the way it's packaged already. Let's Very see. nice. Okay, this. this is this is looking clean. Right? Look at this bad boy. Yo. Avery okay. Dennison has also become their first sponsor. So they're sponsoring this team, which helps support refugee camps all over the world. And I believe also just stemming from Africa, which is so cool. Amazing. This, uh, yeah, the Clabu Foundation is working to build the world's largest club by unlocking sports for young athletes and refugee camps. How dope Amazing. is that? Amazing. 
All right. Thank you so much uh, for, to Austin FC. Thank you so much uh, to, to you know, PDX FC. <laughs> Clabu. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we always love a, a nice illustrious gift uh, on the show. Uh, and make sure to come right back because we are going to be joined by Houston Dash's own Christy Mewis. Come right back. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, huh? Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. This, there's so much uh, communication and. And sharing of food, uh, well, you know, it's it's you know that, that I don't really dwell in that channel too much. No, you're not allowed to. Your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food. She goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls. She's looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick, booty pick, booty pick sandwich. Damn, what is this? How dare you, you betray me like this? She's messaging me home record. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, the you know it, essentially the the Cooligans the community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out. Help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses, and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's, if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can finally travel we can be be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slide channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button now Hi, baby, and we're back on our Cooligans Living Room FC, and finally, our guest is here, Christian. I am absolutely thrilled. Uh, this is uh, so. I mean, we we're getting champions, not only just champions, but, but also people uh, who are uh, are are coming, like rising, uh, like the phoenix, uh, coming back into okay. the, the spotlight where they deserve to be. What a beautiful way to put it, Christian. <laughs> Rising like a phoenix. I mean, what I would have said is body Netherlands after coming in in the 70th minute and being like, yo, America is here. What's good? Shout out to Boston. I mean, guys, I think probably the most iconic photo of the entire NWSL Challenge Cup yeah, is yeah. this person holding, and I counted, 438 Budweiser's, okay? What a wingspan. Yeah, you know? and also, me mugging everybody like, yo, go get your own, all right? I don't know why you try and take my Budweiser. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most electric players for the Houston Dash, and finally back in the women's national team, put your hands together for the one, the only, and if you drive it, put that bad boy in park so we can hear you clap for Christy Mewis, everybody. <laughs> 
Hey, Christy. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. This is uh, an absolute honor. Obviously, uh, with with the the level of uh, of success that you are currently dealing with right now, how would you how do you do it, Christy? I know. What are you just buying scratch offs all the time? Like <laughs> you can't miss. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, let's just let's talk about the more recent history. Obviously, uh, back in the U.S. Women's National Team, getting to score uh, uh, just such an awesome goal. Uh, what was the, the 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 feeling like to to be back on the team to to score um, and also you know deal with everything that's uh, going on uh, with, with you know for in twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously so great getting back with the national team. Um, and it's just always been a dream of mine to get back and play with Sam again. So it was it was awesome. And I mean, these past two camps have been great just dealing with everything and stuff. Um, and it's been it's just been a long time. Like I haven't been back there in six years. So it was it was pretty crazy. But um, it was it was amazing. And I'm so thankful for it. How did you find out that you were on the squad? Was it a phone call from somebody? Was Sam, did Sam reach out and be like, look, there's going to be two muses you know, <laughs> out here? Um, well, he just like, uh, Vlaco just like posted the roster, right? but he flashed it so quick that like, I couldn't even find my name. Like I was like, oh my God, am I even on it? Um, he literally flashed it so fast. And all of us were like, who was even on the roster? Like we all had no idea. Um, but yeah, I ended up like seeing my name and, um, it was, it was awesome. And I was like, so proud to be part of like that 18. Cause obviously they haven't had that many games in 2020. So yeah, it was very special to see my name up there. Yeah, like what I, I was just going to ask, like you coming back from a, a really sort of pretty bad injury, right? Uh, your, your ACL to get six years of not like if somebody, I don't know who I used to like work with was like, yo, six years later, like, yo, we need you back in the office. I'd be like, I'm doing something else now. Like, I, can't, I can't be doing all that. It must have been, it must feel different for you though. Right. Cause that's what you've been aiming for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, it, I didn't really get, I mean, I was definitely nervous and stuff, but I had been there before. So I was like, okay, like I have like a one up here a little bit. Like I've been in this environment before. I know what they expect. I know how intense it is. Um, so I do think like I had a little bit of like a one up, just like, it wasn't like my first camp in, you know what I mean? So I did kind of know what to expect. Um, but obviously it's just like a completely different level there. Like it's, it's crazy intense. It's crazy. Like, physical it's just like a whole nother level to anything um in even in the professional world and stuff so um I definitely like I definitely was a little bit nervous going in just because I hadn't been in in so long and I feel like when you come in you have a lot to prove because you know there's so many vets on that team who have been around for so long um but you know those girls that I used to play with when I was like when I was in with the national team when I was like 19 20 21 those years they were they had all still been there so it was kind of funny for them to like like I hadn't been there in six years and they've all been there that whole time and they were like oh Christy like good to have you back it's been a while yeah there must be there's something uh really interesting to the just camp uh of the u.s women's national team camps where the you know we we've had a couple u.s women's national team players on the show and, and in general i feel like the public persona of of individual players is usually like everyone's like really cool very nice very you know uplifting and supportive but 
what is camp like? Because it sounds like the level of, of competition is like everyone's a different person. They, they, they are not the same. Uh, you know, when, when you have the, you know, the, 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 the trivia game with your sister and everybody's kind of having a good time. But what is it? Do you have to like tackle your own sister to, <laughs> to keep your spot on the team? Like how competitive does it truly, truly get? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, it's the most competitive environment I've ever been in, but it's just like, it's so, so intense, but it's just so good. Like you crave that sort of competition. Um, so it's just like, it's, it's so much fun, but you like get so, like you want to win all the time. Like your team has to win. Like there's just so much, it's like a good pressure. Like you want to do so well and you want to compete and like you want to be the best. And it's just like the perfect environment for that. Um, But it does get really intense and sometimes it is overwhelming, but it's just, it's that like feeling that you crave. It's just like being an athlete. Like that's just what you want. You want to play at the highest, highest level. And you like crave that competition, I think. And it's, it's shocking to see because, Online, you're so supportive of your sister. If I had a sibling that was doing the same thing, like if I'm a stand-up comic, if I had a, a sibling who was getting a special, I'm like, I'm cutting the electric wires of the special. I'm not letting you get any shine. Like, how dare you look better than me? You're so different. You're, you're like bigging your sister up. It, when y'all get on the field together, are you still like, good tackle on me? Way to, cl- way to stu- studs up on me. I'm hurt. What are you, are you always like this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like we, when it's just me and her, like it, we're so competitive with one another, but we also like, I feel like it's one of those environments where like we do have a little bit of a one up, like we're sisters, we're on the same field. So it's, I think it's better for both of us just cheering each other on. There was this one moment in the game though where I kind of like screwed her over. (laughs) (laughs) I had like just got on the field. So I was fresh and Sam had been running around for like 70 minutes already and like I guess at the time like I didn't really think of like how selfish it was but I like ran back to my position when Sam was like across the field so like she had to run like a like a hundred yards to get back to her position when like I could have slid over to help her and I just didn't do it (laughs) because I think I was just like in my own head and I was like nah like I need like self-preservation like I need to do the right thing and she ran by me and she's like Christy you can slide over and help (laughs) she'll remember that later at some point she's just gonna be like like, I'm gonna tell mom okay yeah Yeah, she got a little she got a little mad at me in the game and I had to like apologize after because it was super selfish <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh chrissy we let's let's talk a little bit about the the houston dash we've we've um uh, oh, sorry my sorry my dog anyway i'll just keep going uh well let's talk about the, the houston dash uh, a little bit because uh we we've had shay groom on the show we've had jane campbell on the show we've gotten uh you know kind of a piece together of like uh the celebration stories uh obviously your photo of the uh, the, the budweiser photo is incredibly iconic i don't know how much the what that was the plan or the intention I, you know the the, the the it is so hilarious it's yeah. just literally one of the best photos i have ever seen are you excited to go to paris and see it at the louvre <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience like uh getting to celebrate that nwsl challenge cup victory yeah i mean it was just it was just such a difficult time and like all of us i mean the the challenge cup was just like draining like so much went into it so I think like just being able to celebrate at the end it was just like 
just like a weight had been lifted off all of our shoulders. And like, we just felt so free and like, just so happy because obviously the dash like haven't been super successful in the past. So it was like really the first thing that we truly won as a club. Um, And it was just so special that it was something like that. Like, of course in 2020, like that's, that's what we win. And it was just, it was so perfect. Like all of us were so happy and you kind of, I mean, I obviously haven't had that much success in the league, like winning things and stuff. So it was just like, it was so good to like be the best and like win something. And you just, (laughs) I had forgotten what that feeling felt like. So it was just like, I'll never forget those days when we were celebrating and I'll never forget that game. Like it was just, it was epic. Like we had so much fun and it was just so good to enjoy winning for once. You had two really epic moments off the field after you win. One, obviously, that picture, iconic. Second, I remember seeing this on Instagram stories. Did you coin the term taxiing beer? (laughs) 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 That is quite possibly the greatest invention of since. Since the Wright brothers took off, the next invention for airlines, well, that Wi-Fi, and then you, was it you who invented the taxiing beer? I think, I I think so. I mean, (laughs) I don't really remember because that flight was like definitely a blur. Um, But yeah, I mean, we were just like, we just, I mean, it was actually, we all got on the plane and we were just so hungover, so tired. So like on the takeoff we were just like kind of snoozing like all dozing off and my coach was like what are you guys doing like let's go like, let's go <laughs> so we started with like a champagne toast and then obviously it was like all downhill from there in a good way like we just had we had so the flight was honestly like better than it, it was like it was one of the better celebrations that we had like it was it was epic like we had a good time and yes we had we had taxi beers we had everything beers we had toasts like it was just it was awesome it's amazing yeah, it just sounds like why did coach bring a keg on the on the pj you know? yeah, yeah. that doesn't fit in the overhead are we gonna we're gonna do it all oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna drink it all work. okay <laughs> and, and the but the challenge cup itself i mean they was what did what felt different about this team and then this year because uh you know you, we've watched you uh you know c- come back from in- injury like and 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 have some good games here and there but this year felt like it was a new a, a new christy muir so or, or did you feel even on a physical level on a health perspective did you feel like i'm at, at the best i've have ever been in the last couple of years because you were absolutely balling out yeah Thanks guys. Um, yeah, I did. I did feel like my, I did feel physically like the most superior, not like superior, but I just felt like so fit. I felt so ready. Um, I think the past couple of years after I did my ACL, I feel like I've said this so many times, but I just feel like it like woke me up a bit. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is your passion. This is your dream. Like, this is your career. You need to take it more seriously. Not that I wasn't taking it seriously before, but it was just, um, it was just like, I think I was just like a little bit down, like a little bit, like just not feeling good. And then once I did my ACL, everything changed for me. Um, I did feel just like physically and mentally, emotionally, just everything, like my best self. And I think that that's obviously why it came out on the field that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I just, I kind of like just took the, I, I just like took everything that I possibly could and just like made my situation as best as I could every single day. And I mean, I'm glad that it did come out like that on the field. 
Were you, I mean, you obviously have a little bit of a history of being traded back and forth earlier in your career. When you got to Houston, I mean, you were Boston Breakers, FC, FC Kansas City. When you got to Houston, were you like, just don't fold and this will be a good year. And then you end up winning the whole thing. <laughs> uh, having that little bit of stability now and having sort of like not just your place there, but now being at the point where everyone recognizes that comeback is fully sort of uh, flourished, if you will. And now you're also on the women's national team back. Are you do you feel a bit more settled now as far as your career is concerned? Yeah, I think it's important to as much as as much as you don't need confirmation from other people, it is good to feel wanted and for people to appreciate you and I feel like Houston as a club ever since I got there um just appreciates me as a player and like I feel like they, you know, like love that I play for them, like they believe in me. I feel like they've been the club that has truly invested in me. Um, and James believes in me so much. I mean, I think he just like really likes me as a player. Um, so I just, I think it is feel, it does feel good to be wanted and to be, um, like accepted somewhere. So I do think that that's, has played a huge role in, um, why the dash have been so successful because I think that they just invest in their players and, They've surrounded, I mean, James has just surrounded us with such good people, such good players. Um, and it just all kind of like meshed together this year. And it obviously worked. Yeah. 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 And, and, and just even, you know, to talk a little bit more about just the, the, the kind of the rebrand uh, for, for the Dash and, and, and the Dynamo and being a part of that, like, the, you know, the, the, there's a lot of positive energy uh, coming from uh, both clubs right now. What, did, what does it? Yeah, y'all won of, so hard they had to change the logo. I mean, <laughs> damn. <laughs> How does it feel to kind of be on that, even from like a kind of a marketing perspective? And then hopefully when COVID is over and fans are back in, uh, Uh, in the stadium how does it feel like to be a part of that transition I mean it feels really good just because I think that Houston um just really needed it I mean obviously definitely as the dash like we haven't been as successful in the past it hasn't been you know a playoff team um so I just think it was just so big for the organization so big for the city so big for us as players um because I think a lot a lot of the the girls who have been on Houston in the in the past, like Rach and like Jane, they haven't been as successful. So I think it probably to them it just felt so so good to finally be a part of winning something. And we just felt so proud, honestly. We felt so proud to be from Houston, and we felt so good that we were able to do something like that for the organization and for the city. And um, I just think it was super special because a lot of us players. Um, haven't been on successful teams in the past. So it was just like, it was really good for us. Uh, and Christy, we have uh, our own supporters. I know you're probably thinking, what, why? Uh, but no, it's true. Okay, we got fans. It ain't just y'all. Uh, and they're called Gully Squad. So they're our crew. And they got some amazing questions for you. I, I love this one from uh, Emily Gertis. Uh, she says, uh, what's next in the year of Christy Mewis? And I just love the way that that phrase, because it does seem like it's been a real, just uh, it's the year of you everywhere we turn around. If women's soccer has been played, you drinking a beer or holding a championship uh, a trophy. What's next in the year for you? And her other question is also, um, what is it that uh, you think you did differently this year than previous years? Um, okay. Well, to answer the first part, um, what's left of my year. Um, 
I mean, it's obviously going to be tough, but I, I mean, I'm going to try to celebrate Christmas with my family. It's just hard because we obviously all can't get together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be tough to not see everybody, but I think I'm obviously going to see my parents. Um, Sam's going to come home for Christmas, which is really good. Um, and just continue training. I just took two weeks off and kind of like vacationed a little bit and ignored every responsibility that I've ever had. And it was amazing. (laughs) Um, so now I'm just kind of getting back into it and starting to train hard again. Um, and just get ready for 2021. Um, and then I think this year, um, I think this year it was very easy for people to, Um, it was a very unmotivating year, I think for a lot of people. And I just like did everything that I possibly could with all the downtime that I had to just make myself better. Like I was, I was doing ridiculous stuff. Like I was going out to the park and like doing skills where like dogs were taking shits everywhere and like (laughs) old people were like walking around me, like pacing, doing like, I was just like, I did the most ridiculous stuff to stay fit and to just better myself. Like I didn't, I was never not doing something to better myself, to recover. And like, I can just say that confidently. Like I really did do everything I possibly could to make this year successful, even though it was probably the year where it wasn't that big of a deal if you did good or you did bad. But I just think that I honestly did everything in my power to make it the best year I possibly could. And I think it obviously... Um, yeah. helped a little bit. That's amazing yeah. because I, at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, you know what? I'm going to hop on Duolingo. I'm going to learn French. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna be, I said the same thing. I'm going to be going uh, straight to, to Paris next year, speaking fluently. I may have opened the app three times. Yeah. Okay? That owl is pressing me. Let me tell you something. That owl is hardcore. But, you know, I want to point out, you. I think this was after you guys already won. You posted a carousel. You know what carousel is? Like, you can slide through the photos on Instagram. Christy, you were working in every slide. I'm like, how many? Ten slides of different workouts. And I think you were doing it at home. I'm like, she won already. Someone tell her to relax. That should be ten slices of pizza. Every slide is a different slice. What are you doing? I mean, you have worked out hardcore. Yeah, yeah, I did. And it was, um, I mean, I obviously would have loved to take more time off, but we did have the fall series. So like I, you just had to like, it was just one of those years where it's like, it was so, it was honestly more exhausting than it was a normal season because you went into preseason, then you stopped, then you individually trained again, then you stopped again. And then you went into preseason again. We had like three preseasons and it was just like, so mentally like up and down, like everything was just like so crazy the way everything happened. And it was a really, really difficult year. But yeah, I mean, I I did do everything I possibly could to just stay fit, stay sharp, um, mentally, like stay sane. So I did the best that I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as anyone can, right? <laughs> yeah. And I want to ask about uh, seeing your sister at, at Manchester City. I mean, she just uh, scored the other day. Uh, she's just she's just playing so well there and, and clearly having uh, uh, a good time. And I want to ask almost like how much of the conversation like I almost feel a little bit like self-conscious asking you about your sister because I'm like oh she probably gets questions about her sister all the time she's the older right. sister this is she the Christie wanna... interview you know what I mean why are you bringing up Sammy <laughs> why though? are we talking about her <laughs> uh, but obviously it must be really cool to see her at Manchester City and and just the, the growth of women's soccer to the point where you know they wanted her there and they wanted her to be kind of a, not necessarily the face of the franchise but really it's a big deal that she went over there what's it like uh, just getting to see that 
It's, it's, I mean, she's so deserving of it. Like, I feel like Sam is just, she's not underrated because I think that obviously everyone knows how good she is, but I don't think that she gets the praise that she should. Like, she is just, I mean, I know I'm older, but I look up to her so much and I love talking about her. I love watching her play. Like, I just think she's, she's my, she's my idol too. Like, she is just so hardworking, so driven, so ambitious, like, the way that she plays, like, I want to embody that. I just think that she's so deserving of all the opportunities that she's getting. And I think she deserves even more, honestly. Um, But seeing her over in Manchester, just, I mean, I'm not surprised how well she's doing. Like she, she could crush any league that she ever went to. Um, So it's, but it is so good to watch her games and just kind of see her taking over that team a bit and just being a leader, um, being such a presence that I know that she can be. So I'm so proud of her, honestly. Like, I'm so proud to have her as my sister. And it's it's been amazing to see her over there. All right. Is this real? Because if you ask my sister, she tell you, one, him, he ain't shit. And two, <laughs> she says the only reason she, she doesn't get into comedy is because it would embarrass me too much and she's funnier than me. That's literally what she says when she's asked. And here you are just talking glowingly about your older sister. And she's my, I mean, about your younger sister. She's older than me. I mean, this is incredible. Did, did maybe that relationship between the two of you, did you think that that aided in both of you sort of becoming better soccer players? The fact that you do get along. So maybe you played against each other and it didn't end up in, in crying and punching each other. Well, we like, we did not get along at all until like probably after college like we we it's so hard to explain because like we respected each other so much growing up like we we trained with each other like we we did like love each other so much and she she was like my training buddy but like we just we didn't see eye to eye on certain things like we were those like young teenage brats where like we all we had our own friends like we just didn't like each other um so we weren't really like truly best friends until after college um but I mean, now she's she's literally my best friend in the whole world, and I feel so lucky to have her. But yeah, we we did not. I mean, it's not all rainbows and butterflies in the Mewis household. Like we had some we had some brawls. Like we we did not like each other. So like, it's definitely not. It's not like this lovey dovey like our whole lives relationship. Like we yeah. definitely had to work really hard to get where we are now. But I mean, she's like. She's everything. She's like the eyes in the back of my head, basically. Yeah, who won in them brawls? Because she got the hype, but I feel like you're the scrappy one, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'll admit it too. Like, I won every time. Like, she's like, she's all bark and no bite at all. Like, no, like nothing. And then once you get her, once you get her laughing, like, she's done. Like, she's yeah. just done. Like, she caves like a, just like a weak tree. She just like falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have her in a comedy show audience. That's for sure. Uh, we had another question from Gully Squad that I, that, uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, this is you're kind of in uh, response to just NWSL and, and kind of being a part of the league for as, as long as you have. Uh, but he says, do you feel that NWSL may see uh, the post-World Cup bump next season that 2020 wouldn't allow for? And also, uh, like, uh, you know, how has Houston's games, uh, how have they changed when fans were allowed since the World Cup win? So usually, you know, obviously after every World Cup, there is the, that bump. There's a, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, what do you see for the, that, that the future of the NWSL? We saw the how great the ratings were. Uh, there was so much positivity there. Uh, so how, how do you feel about just the future of, of the league, given uh, the, you know, the recent success? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the future of the league looks really bright just with especially everything. I mean, I think the Challenge Cup was super successful. Obviously, like the ratings were through the roof. Um, But I do think that everyone's going to be so excited to get back there in the stands, especially in Houston. I think, I think we kind of revamped the fans hopes a little bit, you know, it's obviously, I mean, it's so hard to support a team that's not always winning. That's not always a playoff team. Um, But our fans are so loyal and they're so good to us. And I think that, um, I mean, hopefully 2021 we'll be able to have some sort of fan base in the stands because um, it must just, I mean, we obviously miss them so much. Like we want them out there supporting us. So hopefully there's some of that in the future. But again, I mean, it's just been, they've been so supportive. And I think that the league has been so success, so successful. Um, so I think we definitely have a bright future ahead. Yeah, especially with all the changes coming for NWSL, a new teams being added, uh, Louisville, Los Angeles. Um, how excited are you about all the changes that are happening um, with NWSL and all the excitement that seems to be for the future? And also, you had played for Bayern Munich, you'd played in Australia, you'd played in uh, Japan. Uh, what are some of your thoughts about potentially going on a loan uh, to Europe? Is that a part of your plan? Do you see that in the future? I mean, are you obviously a lot more expensive now because of all the championships <laughs> and whatnot? You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. What was the first, what were those first questions? I think you just asked me 17 questions. Yes. In a row. Well, that was I the no plan. Idea. Yeah. I'm trying to rattle. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember one of them. So I said with the, the growth of the league, how exciting are you with that? Uh, and, uh, do you plan on going to Europe? I guess I could have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The growth of the league is sick. Obviously. I mean, the more teams, the more games, the more fans, the more, um, you know, the more eyes on us, I think, um, I've, I think, oh my God, is this like my ninth year in the league? I think this is, I think upcoming, this is going to be my ninth year in the league. So like I'm getting up there, um, (laughs) but it has, it has improved so much since the first year. And I think it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing as women's soccer grows. So it's really, really special to be a part of that. And it's so good to see that, like, you know, I might be having an impact in why the league is doing so well, why women's sports is growing. It's, it is truly special to be a part of something like that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting for sure. And I think the more teams that come in, it just shows, so much growth in women's sports and how successful we're being and the impact that we're making for obviously the younger girls that are going to grow up and want to have a league to play in. So it's really special. Yeah. And then um, playing overseas. I mean, I would love to play overseas again. It's just very difficult because, um, you know, as the league grows, the season gets longer, we have more games. So it's difficult to kind of sign for a team for a shirt, a short term, um, unless you're like a very, you know, like well-known player, you're a, a national team player. It is difficult, but I mean, I definitely see that for me in the future. I would love to play overseas again. I enjoyed my time so much. And it's such, it's such like a cultural, such a good cultural, cultural experience. Um, And I think you can also learn so much about the different leagues, the different players, the different styles. Like I do think that I learned so much at Bayern and in Japan and my short stint in Australia, you kind of just pick up on things that you can, you, I don't even think you realize that like you use those little um, just like little lessons that you have. Are there any you... like examples that maybe you could shed some light on? Yeah. Um, in Japan, if, 
we would play 5v2. And if I got stuck in the middle, I was in the middle for 20 minutes. Like I was never, I was never getting the ball. They were megging me. They were laughing at me. And so if, and it was just because they're just so technically sound on the ball. And I think it, it also kind of like showed me, it's like, Chrissy, like, are you a professional soccer player or no? Like, do you actually play soccer for a living? It's like just sitting there crying in the middle as the ball's going around. Yeah, they were just they were just like embarrassing me and I was like, I like should go home and like maybe reconsider my career. Um That's unreal. So then like I wanted to be like that. Like I wanted right. to be that technically sound, that like savvy on the ball. So I think it kind of changed the way that I looked at my technical ability. Like I wasn't trash, but like I wasn't what they were. So I think right. that kind of drove me to improve my technical ability, which I definitely did. Um but yeah, I mean, it's like little things like that that I was like, "Wow, Chris, you're not as technical as you thought you were." Like, right? You were coming in like America's here, folks. Back it up, and they're just like, "Boom, boom, 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 boom." Yeah, it was like very embarrassing. Uh, uh, hilarious. And, oh, and uh, and uh, there's another thing I wanted to talk about, and, and I just forgot to mention Thomas A. Thornton was the one who asked the question before that I had mentioned. I forgot to mention his name. Um, okay. The um, uh, speaking when we did a a lot. Live event. This was in, in North Carolina, and Megan Rapino was there. This was for the the ICC. Megan Rapino was in front of like it was might have been like two thousand, three thousand people. And even before she got there, there were so many people, the, children coming up to us because they knew we were hosting the event, and they were like, "Hey, can you give this?" photo i drew of megan like i've never seen they've never done this with mls players they, no. they've never done this with anyone else that we've been any other players we've been around and and when you think about the future of the league and just the impact of of female athletes that they, they there seems to be and i think this year was very impressionable and, and transformative when it comes to uh, 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 the influence that the female athlete has on this country for, for not only just sports reasons, but for, for, you know, social justice and all these things. What is it, uh, you know, cause NWSL was very much at the center of that uh, from your perspective, like having that kind of influence and impact on younger, uh, the younger generation, what does that feel like for you? Yeah, I think it's obviously just so special right now to see females as icons right now. Like, I just feel like there's always been like male athletes, like we've all looked up to male athletes. So I think that it's um, like, I mean, Megan Rapinoe is an icon now, like everyone knows who she is. Um, I just think it's so special that like women are now kind of getting the spotlight and we're seen as successful. We're seen as like really great athletes. Um, so I think that's obviously why everyone's so excited about it. And I think that's why it's also so special um, that it's kind of like women are in the spotlight now. And, you know, it's kind of like, look how special we are, like, look how much of an impact we can have. Um, whereas men have obviously had it for so long. So I think that's obviously why it's just like, so cool to see. And yeah. Yeah. Look, it's just no kid is going to draw a picture of us and ask us to sign. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Unless, unless it's like, this is the guy who stole my ice cream. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much to Christy Mewis uh, for joining us. Obviously, it's great to have uh, a champion, okay, uh, scoring out in Netherlands as well. Uh, the, the resume yeah. is, 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 is still growing. Uh, so, Christy, is there anything you want to let people know about uh, before we sign off? No, just thank you guys so much for following me and the dash and just all the support that I've got this past year has been amazing. Um, and just look for us, look out for us in 2021. We're really excited. So thank you. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That is look out for us. Sounds like a threat to all. I, I'm, I'm right this. behind you. Son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chrissy, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody also make sure you follow uh, us at soccer cooligans on all social media uh, platforms. Follow at Fubo sports and make sure to subscribe to the football sports youtube channel for full episodes of the program uh all right let us end the show uh the way we normally do as is tradition and we absolutely honored to have christy muis uh, join us as well so for christy muis my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we the, the cooling, cooling <laughs> <laughs>